Welcome to Prophecy Views. I'm Brian Barton. Now, today I would like to take a little different turn in the video that I'm putting out today. Um, this is kind of a compilation of ideas that I've had over the past several, several months, well over a year. Um, but first of all, let's do a little homework. Please like this video. Uh, share this video with your friends. That is really the only way that we're going to get our voice out there for this ministry is for you to share it with your friends and encourage them to do the same. If you would like to partner with us and support this ministry as we start moving forward, uh, you can go to prophecyviews.com and you can either make a one-time donation or you can become a monthly partner for this ministry and just do what God would lay on your heart. And we appreciate that. Now, like I say, we're going to take a little different turn on this video. And I'm calling this video Joseph, Cyrus, and Trump. Now, Joseph and Cyrus are two characters, two, two people out of the Bible. And we're going to talk about them. and We're going to compare them to our current president, Donald Trump, and see uh, how those shadows line up between the, the two and, and see how Trump fits in there. Now, like I say, the past few months, I have been putting uh, my thoughts together for the substance of this video. Now, Joseph is one of my absolute favorite characters in the Bible, aside from Jesus Christ. And the thing that I loved about Joseph's story is how God seasoned him to be the man that he needed to be when the time was right. To not only save his family, but to save the startup. His family was the startup of the nation of Israel, God's chosen people at that time. Now, I'm going to be using the word seasoned a lot today. And what do I mean by the word seasoned? Well, I, I took a moment and I looked it up in the Merriam-Webster's dictionary and it, and it a couple of the definitions that it gave um, were this right here. And I think as a, using seasoned as a verb would definitely be either one of these two. Uh, a is to treat uh, something such as wood or a skillet so as to prepare it for use or B, uh, to make fit by experience. Now, the one thing that I, I would like to pause for a moment and, and maybe share with you, listen, I know that we're going to compare Joseph, and, and he's such a, a wonderful character in the Bible, um, and I know we're going to compare him to Donald Trump, but the one thing that I would like to leave with you, if nothing else, you know, as we go through this story of Joseph and how God seasoned him to be the man that he needed to be, remember this. If you're a Christian, a true Christian, the life that you have lived up until this moment has seasoned you to reach people that no other person on this earth can reach and win them over to God. So don't take that lightly. You are a special individual. Nobody has the exact qualifications that you have. Whether you look at yourself as grand or not grand, trust me, God can use you. And He, will, and he has already seasoned you to be used exactly the way you are. So please remember that. But we're going to take a look at this and put it in context with Donald Trump. Now, um, God seasoned Joseph throughout his life. Now, Joseph, I'm sure, didn't know why he was going through all that he was going through um, at, at, the, at the very beginning. Um, I'm sure it came to him later in hindsight. Now, 
The story of Joseph starts out in Genesis chapter 37, and it's a pretty long story. It takes up several chapters of the Bible. It takes up all the way through the very end of Genesis, which is all the way through chapter 50. And for the sake of time, I'm going to condense the story down a little bit, so bear with me. And please, I beg you to, to, to work with me here. I'm, I will do my best to absolutely stay within the context of the Scripture when I'm shortening this down. It is not my intention at all to, to take away or add to what the, what the Bible is, is trying to lay out here. But we're going to go through this story here. Now, Joseph's brothers, his brothers despised him for being the most loved by their father. So eventually they plot out to sell him into slavery into Egypt. And Potiphar, now he was an officer of Pharaoh. He ended up being bought by Potiphar. Now, Potiphar quickly learned, and he saw that God blessed everything that Joseph did. So, uh, eventually, he put him over everything that he had. And Joseph became a very astute businessman, uh, running a vast business that Potiphar had. And he was over everything that Potiphar had except Potiphar's wife. Well, Potiphar's wife had eyes for Joseph, and she tries to um, entice him, if you will. Well, he knows that that would not bring favor from God, so he refused, and he ran out of the house, left his garment behind. Well, now Potiphar's wife, being worried that Joseph might tell his side of the story, so she beats him to it, and she tells Potiphar that Joseph tried to entice her, lying on Joseph. So Potiphar had him thrown into the king's prison. Now, even in prison, the keeper of the prison showed favor to Joseph, and put him over all of the prisoners. So even in prison, God was able to bless Joseph. And remember that, especially in this time that we're in right now. Remember that God is able to bless you. All things come together for good for them that love God and are called according to His purpose. So just make sure that you're in God's will, and He will continue to bless you as, as He sees fit. Back to the story. So even in prison, uh, Joseph is blessed. Well, eventually... Pharaoh's baker and his cupbearer ended up in prison under Joseph's care. Now one night, while they were in prison, they both had a dream uh, while they were in prison. And the next day when Joseph saw them depressed, he asked them why they were sad. And they each told him of their dreams. Now again, I'm shortening the story a little bit. When Joseph interpreted the cupbearer's dream, he told him that he was going to go back back in his position of being the cupbearer in three days. But the baker would be killed in three days. Well, it came to pass just like that. Now, Joseph asked the cupbearer to remember him and mention him to Pharaoh because he had been put there unjustly. Well, but the cupbearer forgot. Two years he forgot. So two years goes by. Well, Pharaoh himself ended up having a dream. Now, this is where God's timing comes in. Don't you think God is in control of all of this timing? But anyways, two years goes by. Pharaoh himself had a dream. Now, when Pharaoh mentioned this to his cupbearer, all of a sudden he remembered Joseph still in prison, and he told Pharaoh, Oh, man, there's, Joseph, there's a guy named Joseph down in prison, and he was able to interpret my dream. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and told him of his dream of 
And he had two dreams that one night. One dream was of two fat cattle being eaten by two skinny cattle. And then he had another dream of two fat and good ears of corn being devoured by two thin ears of corn. Joseph told him that God revealed the interpretation to him that Egypt and the land would have seven bountiful years of harvest. However, it would be followed by seven years of a horrible drought throughout the land. Well, Pharaoh said, Because God has favor on you and you are wise, you will be number two in all of Egypt only to me. And because God had put Joseph through Potiphar's business school, remember? And then put him in charge of people in desperate situations in, when he was in prison. God seasoned Joseph to be the man that he would need to be at that time to save the startup of the nation of Israel. Now Joseph took one-fifth of everything in the good years. Now normally you would think he would only take a seventh. One-seventh would tide them over for the seven years of drought. But he didn't. He took one-fifth. So that there would be not only enough for the land of Egypt, but there would be enough to sell to other countries and other places as well so they could actually um, survive more people than just the nation of Egypt and they could actually make money on it. Well, Joseph's family, his family did indeed end up bowing to Joseph just as his dream that he, would ha he had had when he was younger depicted. Uh, his family did indeed end up bowing to him. And his brothers, being afraid Joseph would want payback, because remember, they sold him into slavery um, many years back. Well, they were afraid that Joseph would want payback, and they fell on their face and they asked him for forgiveness. And Joseph said, Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So again, God seasoned Joseph to be the man he needed him to be when the time was right. Now this is what I believe we may be seeing with Donald Trump. So this has been my mindset in putting everything together for this video. Is he the man we needed during this exact pandemic that we're going through right now? Now, that thought didn't come to me until um, yesterday or so. You know, God knows the end from the beginning. If he didn't know the end, how would, would he be able to write the book of Revelation and all the prophecy in Daniel and throughout, uh, and, and throughout the Bible? God knows the end from the beginning. And I can guarantee you that God knew about this pandemic and it's very possible that he definitely uh, instilled Donald Trump to be our president just for this time. But that's not necessarily the point as far as the pandemic is concerned. But I want you to see how it appears that God has seasoned Donald Trump to be the man this time calls for. For the point of this video to be the deal maker that puts this peace deal together between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Now, the other uh, person from the Bible that I would like to bring up is King Cyrus. And King Cyrus, uh, when President moved our embassy to Jerusalem, the Jewish people started comparing him to Cyrus. What do they mean by that? Well, let's take a look. And, it, and there's more than one account of the story of 
King Cyrus, but we're going to use the one out of Second Chronicles, and that's chapter 36. And we're going to go with verses 22 and 23. And it's going to tell a, a, a little bit about how King Cyrus was told um, that he was actually in the, the Bible. Uh, Jeremiah, the prophet, came up to Cyrus and said, you're in the Bible. And, and so we're going to look at this story here. So Cyrus, being a Gentile, um, actually did the will of God uh, and, and not even being um, led by God, or not even being uh, necessarily a believer in the God of, of Israel. But let's look at 22 and 23. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying... Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, and he hath charged me to build him an house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all of his people? The Lord his God be with him, and let him go up. So the people that wanted to be a part of this second rebuilding of the second temple of Israel, of, of Israel, the nation of Israel, he let them go to Jerusalem uh, to do just that, and he um, made it to where the financing, the funds would be available uh, for that as well. Now, the temple that, uh, that, that Cyrus built um, was there all the way up until 70 A.D., but Cyrus did not appear to believe in the God of Israel. He was, after all, a Gentile. But God used him regardless to fulfill his prophecy of rebuilding the second temple, which was, um, you know, there's a little uh, inconsistency there, but right around it was completed around 516 B.C. Now, I'm going to move over to now seeing how those two um, would bring together a picture of our president, Donald Trump. The question that would come to my mind, has God seasoned Donald Trump to be the president and the leader the U.S. needs right now, the deal maker that Israel has been looking for to make a peace deal with the Palestinians after all of these years? Before running for office, Donald Trump already had relationships with leaders all over the world, making him one of the few non-politicians that could claim that that was running for office. He is known as a builder and a person to get things done in business, making things happen when it seems impossible. Working with cities on development codes, working with unions, uh, every type of roadblock you can imagine in building some of these enormous structures that Donald Trump is known for. So he is used to having barriers and roadblocks in front of him and finding ways around them and still coming up with something that's magnificent. He's used to thinking big. One of his favorite sayings is on time and under budget. Or sometimes he'll say it's ahead of time and under budget. Uh, another thing about him, people that work around him say that 
that he runs at a speed like no other, and they refer to it as working at the speed of Trump. Um, I've heard some interviews with Sarah Sanders, his former press secretary, and she says it's just unbelievable the amount of energy that President Trump has. And so everybody that works around him, just they simply refer to it as working at the speed of Trump. They say that the 73-year-old gets by on very little sleep, four to five hours a night. Don't forget he's also the person that wrote the book, The Art of the Deal. In that book, he mentions, look, I don't do it for the money. I've got enough, much more than I'll ever need. I do it to do it. Deals are my art form, Trump wrote. Now, so we see how Trump has been seasoned as far as um, his experience. Now, the other question that some people would ask, well, is Trump a Christian, a true Christian? Well, you know, this is not mine to judge. That is between President Trump and God. Um, God will still use him either way if that's what he's decided to do. And, look at, and we look at the example uh, of Cyrus. In fact, they compare Trump to Cyrus over in Israel. They even have a coin with Cyrus's picture on one side, and President Trump's on the other side. But I will say that he is the best friend the Christian community has probably ever seen in the White House. And some of you might argue and say, well, what about uh, President Washington, our first president, or some of our earlier founding fathers um, as they entered into uh, the White House? I'll say this. Um, at the time that they were in the White House, it was very easy to be a politician and a, a true Christian. Um, it was very easy to stand up for the Christian because that, that was uh, most everybody in the land. Now it's, uh, it's not easy to be a friend to the Christian. The media comes after you very hard. Um, so many other types of people come at you extremely hard and uh, they don't make it easy for you. I say that because this is probably the hardest time political to stand up for the Christian community with all the persecution that we are going through. Even in this country, the Christian goes through persecution. Look at uh, the Baker, Jack Phillips, and Melissa Klein, or the and Baker, Melissa Klein, and and the wedding photographers and um, things of this nature that have been sued and encouraged to, to be sued from other administrations. And so there is. Uh, Christian persecution in this country as well. Now, it's much worse in other countries. If I am correct, and God is using President Trump and has seasoned him for this time in our world, then I am also convinced that knowing exactly how Donald Trump is seasoned, that Donald Trump's peace plan will probably be the peace plan that starts the final seven years to the battle of Armageddon and the physical return of Jesus Christ to this earth. That'll be the greatest prophetic fulfillment in 2,000 years. And we did a pretty good video on Trump's peace plan. And I'll post uh, the link to that at the end of this video. You can just click on it and, uh, and go there. So take a look at our video of Trump's peace plan because we take a look at his peace plan to see if it indeed lines up with the scriptures in the Bible uh, to see if his peace plan is the one that would be called for. 
Thank you for your time. Like this video and share it. This is um, an exclusive content video. So share this video and please consider supporting us. And you can go to our website for that. And that is prophecyviews.com. Thank you for your time. God bless.